0: all right all right well welcome welcome hey Mahogany how are you doing today I'm doing well how are you Miss Erica I
1: am absolutely fabulous I'm so excited to be here guys thank you for joining us live we're doing something we normally don't do as I'm recording this podcast today with Miss Mahogany which will go live this coming up Thursday I wanted to get on and share with everybody in the Facebook family it's everybody, you know, Mahogany's people, my people, and everybody's people, because I got to meet Mahogany for the first time at the business besties brunch here in Oklahoma, just a couple of weeks ago. And her story was so relevant to me because, you know, I don't know what the name of that song is, but I hear the song in my head and we sing it at church and it's like, it could have been me. It mm. could have been her testimony. It just stuck with me. And I knew that you needed to hear from her. Not only here live on Facebook, right, but YouTube, as I put it there, (laughs) as well as over on the podcast family, because we need to know the real importance of self-care. And one thing I love for her, and I have to say this before we go any further. Yesterday, we were due to record, and I love that she messaged me, and she said, you know what? I got to practice what I preach. Can we do this tomorrow? And I could not be mad. I said, yes, we can, because sometimes you got to know when to say no. Sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta know when to put it in park and allow yourself to breathe. So, I, kudos to you for even Thank saying that. You. I, and you know me; you know I got a gift to gab. So I'm gonna get out the way. I want Miss Mahogany <laughs> to introduce herself to the family. Let everybody know who she is, guys. If you're watching this, click the share button because you want to hear her story and you want to know more about what she is doing here in Oklahoma. And I just look to see her all over the United States. You know, maybe even international. Who knows? So Ms. Pagani, introduce yourself to the people and tell them who you are and what you bring to the table.
0: First and foremost, I just wanna say thank you so much for the invitation. Thanks for sharing your platform with me, your audience, the people that follow you on Facebook, um, YouTube. So thank you and and hopefully we can impact the lives of so many other people, especially relative to self-care. Um, But without any further ado, my name is Mahogany Scott. I'm a 34-year-old manager of operations. I just recently graduated with my master's this past Saturday um, in rehabilitation counseling. I am a blogger. I have my own podcast with my sister and best friend, Tay. It's called Tea Time with Tay and Mo. And we go live on Facebook every Thursday, um, 730 Central Standard Time where we talk all things, you know, truth and transparency. Transparency, excuse me, we talk about the things that people don't want to talk about. And sometimes mental health and self-care is one of those things, especially in the African-American community. And so um, my biggest passion is mental health and wellness, because you can't can't have mental health and then your body is not well. And so I look at things from a very holistic perspective. because you want to be just well on the inside, from the inside out, and really shine from the inside out. And so that's what I'm really passionate about, is health and mental that. wellness.
1: I love that, mental wellness. And I think it's so mm-hmm. important because so many times, especially as women, women mm-hmm. are notorious for releasing things on the outside. Yes. And I tell people all the time, you can put a lipstick on a pig all day long, but it's still a pig. Right, and if we don't deal with the junk on the inside, being a nurse, you know, I come from the medical background. What's right. on the inside comes out in your pores. It goes Correct. through your organs, and if you don't deal with it, you just got some cute junk.
0: Oh, you really just sc- got some cute junk, and it smells good sometimes too, right? <laughs>
1: You're
0: you want to put sometimes. a potpourri
1: on the junk and it smell- No, like. I love it. I love that you're a podcaster. And I've got to catch you and your sister, which I love your sister. I just love her whole eclectic style of who she is. Um, but I just love what you ladies are doing. Of course, you are. Are y'all considered millennials?
0: Yes, we're considered millennials. I just found that out. It is actually like they gave us a real uh, in- interesting term, to say the least. We are considered geriatric millennials. So y'all Sounds are the older. <laughs> Y'all on the
1: older <laughs> end of the Geriatric, you know what? I'm not playing with these people. We're not gonna be geriatric, nothing until we geriatric. How about that? Right. I like that. That's crazy. So I share, I want you to share um just your story because mm-hmm. your story so resonated with me, and I'll tell you why. Well, Share your story and then I'll tell you why. I don't want to give your story away. But I had my own experience and that's why it just resonated with me. So go ahead. I want you to just kind of share your story and why you got to the place you're at now.
0: Well, a lot of people look at me and they're like 34 years old. What can you tell me about self-care and, and, and mental health and wellness and all of that? Like what, you know, what qualifies you to, to talk to me about that? And um, I always tell people, That may not be the question that you asked like verbally, but that's what you really want to know. You didn't ask it, but that's what you really kind of want to know. And so for me, um, August 19th, 2020 qualified me to talk about self-care. And that was the day that I had a mini stroke. Um, A lot of times we are conditioned um, by our, peers and by our family members. And, you know, sometimes our grandparents, our grandmothers, um, great aunts, moms, they teach us to keep going and going and going and going and going. And it's something that I've kind of coined the energizer bunny mentality. And it's kind of what they had to do back in the day, because they had to keep going and going and going. They went from the, the cotton fields to you know, inside the house, and they had to cook and clean in there. And then they had to raise other people's children. So they didn't have an opportunity to stop and to say no, or to have boundaries. And so for me, that's kind of what I was doing. And of course, we were thrusted into this pandemic. And I just felt like I had to keep going and 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 going. And ultimately, I was going on this gerbil's wheel trying to hold on To the things of old and not really adjusting to the new normal. And so I ran out of energy, like my body said, it couldn't take anymore. And during that time, um, I had to furlough 14 people on my job, including uh, two doctors and three hygienists. Um, Some of those people were single mothers, they were the sole providers in their homes. And I took on a lot of that Um, stress and a lot of that emotion because as leaders we feel like we can't show any signs of weakness Um, and in that moment um, I realized hindsight is 2020 and I was showing up for other people but I was no showing myself and my body just said you know what no, like we can't, we can't take this anymore. I was working full time. I was going to graduate school full time. I was dealing with everything, all things pandemic. And all of a sudden I came home, my right arm went limp. And I thought, okay, maybe I just kind of slept wrong. And then one of the doctors that I was working with at the time, he said, have you been working out? And I said, yeah, putting food in and out of my mouth. That was pretty much the gist of that. And I went and I talked to one of my uh, employees and she said, Mo, you know, you just haven't had enough water because we were having a a water intake contest. And I said, you're probably right. And I probably need to go get something to eat. So I went next door to get myself a happy meal, came home, was gonna kind of relax and eat it, went up the stairs and I tried to open the barbecue packet for my nuggets and I couldn't open it. Wow. So I called my doctor and when I called my doctor to tell them what was going on, they were like, um, you need to get to an ER that she was very calm. You know how they, you, 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 you're from the, the nursing field and from the, the medical field, you know, they're trying to keep you calm. And I said, oh yeah, she's trying to tell me something without telling me. So one thing led to another. And I ended up FaceTiming my sister to see if I had any facial drift. Cause I knew what was happening. Drove myself to the hospital. Um, Girl. Mm-hmm. Drove myself to the hospital. My, my sister was like, do you want me to call um, a mutual friend of ours? And I was like, mm, I ain't got time to wait. Cause you know, you see all of this. So I don't want it to get any worse to where I can't ever get back to me. And so I just got in the car and prayed. And I said, God, it's just gonna be me, you in the highway with all of these other people. And I went there, was able to get right in, and they were like, yeah, you are having a stroke, or you have had a stroke. And so, yeah, and it's just, I didn't listen to my body.
1: 34 years old. old. You know, it's so amazing, because of course, I'm older, I'm 49, I'll be 50 this year. But I remember, probably about 10 years ago, I was working a clinical nurse at a nursing home, Mm. and- I began to have chest pain and I thought it was acid reflux. So I got Mm -hmm. some Tums and I took the Tums and I continued to work. Well, then the chest pain went down my right arm and it went into my back. Now at that point, I knew, hey, we got a problem. Mm -hmm. Long story short, my wake up moment was when I was sitting in that hospital room, I was in the emergency room And I remember looking up and AJ, Mm. my oldest daughter, was in Langston. Mm. She got to Oklahoma City in 2.5 seconds. When I looked up, I remember looking at the faces of my three daughters. I was married at the time, looking at my husband and looking at my mom. Mm. And the looks on their faces told me, girl, it's time to get it together. Mm -hmm. You're doing too much it is time to get it together. Now, mind you, I had already been diagnosed. Had I been diagnosed at that point? I wanna say yes, I had already been diagnosed with Hashimoto's hyperthyroidism at the time. So the doctor had told me your stress level, you gotta bring it down. So I left corporate Mm -hmm. America, took a pay cut. I'm no longer the boss, right? But I'm still just going. I'm still just, like you said, energize the money. I got my super cape on. I got my Wonder Woman armbands. Like, I'm getting it all I got. Mm-hmm. And that day, I could have been gone.
0: That's what and we do, though.
1: Me and my um, counselor, my therapist, yes, people of faith. Your girl has a counselor because I do believe you need the altar and the couch.
0: Um, oh, I love that.
1: I mean, I don't know why you, yeah, they go hand in hand. They work. So she shared another podcast with me about the um superwoman syndrome mm-hmm. in the African American community. And when I listened to that, of course, thinking about you, thinking about me, thinking about our mothers, our aunts that were before us, thinking about mm-hmm. our friends that we still see in this hamster wheel. And I just began to weep because mm-hmm. I put that on my kids. I have three daughters. And I and I mm-hmm. immediately Sent them a message and I said, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. This is not the way life is supposed to go. This is not the way we're going to continue. You don't have mm-hmm. to be all things. You don't have to be all places and you can say no and you can stop. Mm-hmm. Right? I ha- because yes. no, enough is enough with that syndrome right there. That thinking yep. you got to be all things to all people because that's what self-care So, you know, it's funny because we think about self-care and people always talk about massages and nails and that ain't self-care. To me, Mm -hmm. self-care is no, without a disclaimer.
0: Oh, yes. Self-care
1: is putting my phone on do not disturb without any regret or fear that something's going to happen that I have to be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. That's self-care. That's Mm -hmm. knowing when enough is enough. So, what are some of the things that you have made you have done differently, because you're a year, you're, yeah, going into a year now. Yeah. So you're getting ready to have anniversary because that's something to mm -hmm. celebrate. Yeah. Right, it's something to definitely celebrate, and you. So yeah, so what what are some things you put in place now?
0: So for me, I have a self care day once a week. It's a day that's designed that I designate just for me. I just take care of me. And that's kind of what an intertwined with why I was just like, Miss Erica, can we do this uh, tomorrow? (laughs) Because uh, obviously I didn't have the opportunity to take advantage of it this week because I had graduation rehearsal Friday, graduation was Saturday, family were still here yesterday, work was yesterday. And I was just like, I've been going and going and going and going and going. I need to stop. And so for me, what that looks like is it's just a day for me to just kind of reset. I think it's important for us to have the reset button because sometimes as African-American women, like you just mentioned, we take on that super woman mentality and we sometimes forget that we are women. We're not machines because even computers need to be shut down and refreshed sometimes. And so you know, like machines, like we're not machines, but even, even they have to, you know, they go to sleep (laughs) and they have to be refreshed and restarted. And so that's what I take that time to do. I have a standing appointment every Friday with my therapist. I'm an advocate for Jesus and a therapist, because like you said, they do go hand in hand. Um, I take out time to love on myself, You know, I I do like to go get my hair done, my nails done. It's whatever I want to do. I take time out to do something for me because when you serve and you show up for other people all the time and then you kind of not show up for yourself, that's the time that I use to show up for mahogany and I give me what I need because sometimes we can look for that in other people. Well, you got to give yourself what you need as well before you can expect that from other people. So that's what it looks like in my, in my life. Like some days, uh, Ms. Nicole, I see my therapist in a bonnet because she looks like me and she understands and I don't get dressed. I may lay down and then lay around all day and, and, and do absolutely nothing. I don't work long hours anymore. I work four days a week four days a week after the stroke. I have some of the, God has blessed me to have some of the most supportive administrators that I work with. I said, this is what I can give you. I don't have anything else to give. I can give you this. Now we can either, we can work with this or or we don't have to work with this, but exactly. I'll have to figure out. I'll go do else. Mm-hmm. I'll have to figure out something else because ultimately we can give, 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 give of ourselves from a corporate perspective But what do they give when you burn out? It's so interesting. Like I watched the, the, my sister calls me an old grandma because I watched the um, early show on CBS. And today, who came out with a report on a study that they've been running um, since 2016. And they say that people that work 55 plus hours a week, 72% of those people die in early death. 72% of those people die an early death, and that's what I was doing. Those are the types of hours that I worked prior to this, and so I, I don't, I don't go to the office before days a week. So that's one Ooh, of the things that I do.
1: Girl, yeah, to me, I mm-hmm. probably have put in fifty plus hours a week for the past until I made some adjustments. My whole nursing career was 50, 50 plus. Because mm-hmm. I was always in management. So I was always on call. I was, uh, you yep. know, middle night, not getting good hours of sleep. All of and right. we just we're just doing our job. I'm just yep. doing that's what I was thinking. I'm just doing my job. No. I mm-hmm. worked it. it is 72%. It. No. 72. Like that's major. And, it's so and more, if you think about it, just think of the people you know. Who fits mm-hmm. into that category? So I, know my mother, I know. My mother was a big reality for me, too. Um, she retired in 2018. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, she took ill. Wow. She worked two jobs my whole life or the equivalent of being a single mom in that (laughs) energizing money. Gotta go, gotta go. Off to work, I go. Retired in August, July of 2018 and April of 2019. She took ill and her life has never been the same. Wow. That's the reality. That was a wake-up call for me. And it's so hilarious. Mm -hmm. It was funny to me because right when she took ill, I was really talking to God about going back to corporate America. And Mm -hmm. I know what corporate America looks like to me because when I'm in corporate America, I assume certain roles. I don't get hired for, like, I get hired for the bigger, the cleanup roles, the managerial. And I knew what that was going to look like. And God was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to do something here. And I became a caregiver for my mom. And then in that process, I began to build my business, my freelancing, where I didn't have to go back, thank God. But I was Mm -hmm. getting ready to enter back in and he showed me my value. He showed me my family. You know, because we put, I hate to say it, but when you work for someone else, you're already putting someone else's dream in front of you.
0: Oh, wow, yes. And so Mm -hmm. you're giving them
1: all of you and like mm-hmm. you say, at the end of the day, yes, they're friendly. Yes, they're supportive. But what are they really giving you? And then what happens to you when you
0: have a stroke? Exactly. Or what happens to you if you don't make it through the stroke and then your family has something to do next week uh, and, and they're showing up and they're singing Precious Lord over you and then the exactly. company sends a plant. Exactly. Right? A peace plant. They... A peace <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just, I, I, that's what they said. They said that peace lily. The peace lily is the less expensive plant out of all the plants on the brochure. I know that because that's what my corporate America people used to tell me. Send the peace lily. I'm like this cheap plant. That's what that. Right? It and was budget. Friendly. Friendly. It was budget okay.
0: friendly. They didn't care how everything. many everything. Mm-hmm.
1: They didn't care how many hours
0: everything hours is about the bottom line.
1: This mm-hmm. is what it's Karen all about. The
0: bottom line. Yep, the Peace Lily. We're going to send that. Get our address and we're going to send the Peace Lily over there. I love
1: made those adjustments. Now, mm -hmm. your family, the people around you, what adjustments have they made watching your testimony?
0: You know, me and my therapist were just talking about that the other day because my mom was just down here recently for Mother's Day. And it was my finals week. And, you know, mom is not really really up for going out just yet Mm -hmm. like for going out to eat and stuff like that and i had to say i initially agreed to make mother's day dinner and my aunt was like you gonna make mother's day dinner like on top of being present for finals week you got a portfolio that you have to submit you got to do this you got to do that you got to do this you got to do that it's it's, it's a work in progress. So I'm not standing before the people, my people, your people saying that I'm perfect. I'm still doing my work. understand that. Like, I don't want whoever is watching this and whoever this is for, I want you to understand that, you know, I pray before coming on this podcast and I asked God to speak through me, um, from, from my heart to your ears. And I want to come at you with some authenticity and say that I don't get it right all the time. I still have to be recentered, and I still have to be redirected and all of that. And so I was still trying to keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going to the point to where I was like, mom, I'm on E. Like, I don't have anything left. I was falling asleep every time I sat down, you know, and so. If I'm completely honest with you, it's still an adjustment for my family. It still is an adjustment for them because my aunt and I were talking about it because she too had a stroke at a young age. And, And she said, you know, you have changed. It changes who you are as a person. It puts things into perspective. It causes you to preserve your peace and to protect it at all costs there are certain things that you just don't accept anymore. And so if I'm completely honest, my family, they're still adjusting to it. But my sister, I'll tell you, um, she's been the one that I feel like it has affected the most in a positive way. She'll tell me no in a minute. And it didn't used to be like that at all. Like, it did not like anything that I used to ask my sister to do. She would do it, and now it's just like, no, I don't, ha- I can't do that. And it's just kind of like, huh? Did so she just you know? did she just tell me no? Like, and I'm the big sister. Did she just tell me no? But that's okay, and it's okay to be comfortable being uncomfortable while you're making those adjustments, and while your family, while they're making those adjustments as well. My mom she still kind of struggles because she still got that mentality that you just have to keep going and going and going and going and doing, and you don't. And so we're still praying. We're still praying mm-hmm. for, for that to, you know, come full circle in my family. Cause I'm all about truth and transparency. Miss Nic- Erica, I'm not going to sit here and, and sh- you know, that's because
1: I think the black family, we don't understand boundaries. No, and all, it's, it's boundaries. And we don't understand boundaries. And like, I know for me, I'm that person. You know, whatever Mm -hmm. you ask, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to loan you money. I'm going to do this. And then I just be like, why did I break myself down? And you have to be clear. I know like Monday, Monday, I worked from the bed. I worked from the bed. That That was my plan. I got a call. I had to go move emergency, get my daughter to work. When I got back, I got back undressed and got back in the bed. Everything I did Monday, I did from the bed. When you called to say record, I said fine. I can stay in the bed because I was Amen only getting up. But I made a decision that was my one day that I didn't have to be in this in this chair in front of Zoom training. Right, I mm-hmm. was able to stretch my body out and I got some work done, but I did it from that bed. And that's
0: awesome and I didn't that you awesome. were able to do that. Yeah, that's cool. that's awesome. And one thing that I want parents our black parents to get out of this when your child tells you no it's not disrespectful that's not disrespectful miss miss erica like and sometimes especially in the black community is with black mothers that there are no boundaries you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and it's almost like we create this toxic um relationships with especially between mothers and daughters we can create this toxic relationship between our daughters that we warn that we actually speak against because it's like, I give you everything. I've done everything for you. I made sure that you had this, 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 and this, but then whenever I put a boundary up, there's no, there's no understanding or you don't understand or you feel disrespected, but because you gave me so much, because you gave me so much, I'm just supposed to kind of cave in, but that's almost kind of equivalent to if a dude blacks my eye, but and because he buys me roses or a nice bag that I'm supposed to go back, right? Oh. So we got to really, we, 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 we really got to be open to have some uncomfortable conversations as an African-American community and unlearn some toxic behavior that we have taught our children. Like, it is not disrespectful for your child to say no and to set boundaries. And it's not disrespectful for your grown child to say no and to to set boundaries. And And especially if you ask me a question, if you ask me, can I, will
1: I, then there's two answers, yes or no. Or the answer may be not at this very moment. Respect that. You asked me a question, now I'm giving you the answer. What I try to do with my adult children, because my kids are 28, 26, 21, the 26 and 21 year old have birthdays in June. So they're getting ready to hit another year. And I try to phrase, I'm I try to make sure I'm asking that question and letting yes. them know if you can't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay because all of my kids are grown with their mm-hmm. own lives. They live in their own places. Two of them have families. The Other one is very um busy in organizations in her, her friend circle. You got a right to say no, you got a right to not call you your mom every day, you got a right to you not you do, you got a right to like I don't you, I don't you don't owe me anything, you know what right. I'm saying? It's from the list, what mm-hmm. that list is called parenting because mm-hmm. the kid didn't ask to be here, so they don't really owe right. you anything for your parenting, that's right. just was but I get what you're saying I did a live stream last week I want to say it was and that the, the tagline of the live stream was really black women go sit down somewhere and take a nap <laughs> because Love think about, if you think about the male female relationship in the household right the man knows how to come home from work sit down remote in hand he done changed clothes. He done kicked off his shoes. He done grabbed him a beer, some Kool-Aid, whatever. And he's sitting down watching TV. He done sat down so long, he done dozed off. When we come in, washing clothes, folding clothes, we got the baby, we cooking the dinner, we doing. And then we get mad at him because he's not offering us any help. But well, we ain't asked for no help. And he didn't ask us to be superwoman to begin with. Right. we created it we mm-hmm. created this cycle and we're the only ones that can change it we're mm-hmm. the only ones that can decide i ain't cooking tonight yeah no we finna have pizza uh sandwiches uh whatever in the refrigerator figure it out mm-hmm. you created that cycle and i see it yeah. all the
0: time and we project has- that we project that on and my goal is not to project that on to the next generation, you know, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, Miss Erica, the, the, the game has changed from since now, you know, then and now we were at home because we weren't really allowed to work. So exactly. it really wasn't, it really wasn't a thing for us to take care of the house and cook and clean and take care of the kids and all of that, because that was all that we were allowed to do. But women are shattering ceilings every day. We're going to get degrees, master's, doctorates. We're actually working all day too. So it's okay for you to come home and not clean up and wash clothes and do this and do that. And if you are going to do that, I think it's important to invite your significant other into that conversation so that you guys can do those things as a team. Because you're working and he's working. So you shouldn't be the only one cooking and he's eating if both of y'all are going to work you shouldn't be the only one washing the dishes if y'all are eating and use, utilizing those dishes I could see that if you weren't working you know or mm-hmm. you weren't contributing to the family or the home in a different kind of way but majority of the time majority of, of the of the millennial families people are working both people are yes. working yes I mean and it's, so um, generation X we're working. We are yeah. working. I've never, and,
1: and me and my husband, we were partners. We used to do what was called a lap when we were married. One was started at one end, one started the other end. This is when our kids were little. And we would do a lap and meet in the middle. And mm-hmm. that's how we took care of our house every single day. We had a laundry rotation. We'd have a laundry day. We did a load of laundry every single day, and it was completely done, folded, and put up. That was a rotation. And that's what mm-hmm. I think is important. Do it the way it's best for you. Right. You don't have to do it like mom and them did it. You don't mm-hmm. have to do it like so and so do it down the street. You set your house up for what's best for you. I was mm-hmm. really blessed when I was married. Um, my husband just didn't trip. If I didn't cook, I just didn't cook. Mm-hmm. As long as they ate, it wasn't a big thing. If I didn't right. clean, it wasn't you. Like we just didn't trip over stuff like that. If the bed didn't get made, honey, it didn't get made that morning. We not right. tripping. And that's mm-hmm. how we live, and I can appreciate that because I see other households, and they—that's a good wife. You say it, right? Say that's a good wife. Mm-hmm. Right. That I'm working myself to the bones. How about this good wife get a maid to come in a couple days a week? <laughs> if that's what yes. your budget says, because that's self care. Mm-hmm. That is self care. How about you get you a maid to come in and clean up a couple of days a week? That's that self care. I got me one. I know I've had me one and I want one again because it was a blessing.
0: Yes, it was
1: it's amazing. A and that's the thing. You just have to know what fits in your world, what doesn't fit in your world, and how to make it work. And that's the thing. And I think I just, when I think about you in 34, I can't remember. I was in my, I probably was 40. I may have been early 30s. I may have been late 30s when I had my experience. And I just remember I remember that feeling, and of course, you you know, you haven't even moved on to having children. I had a whole family. Wow. A whole family. I'm my mother's only child. And mm. to see that look on their face, so I can only imagine what your mom, your sister mm. felt like. That is oh, the scariest a- feeling in the world. It and was, I'm sure you were terrified. You know, you you hold it on the guys unchanging him, but on the real side of that you like, I am scared to death over here. I don't right. want this to be the rest of my life.
0: I was terrified at that moment. And I think I was terrified for several weeks after that. I want to say that I had a little bit of PTSD because I didn't know what, I didn't know what caused it because the weird part about it is I'm, I'm sitting in the hospital hooked up to all of this stuff. And I told my boss, i would be back to work next week. But that's what we do. I told her, I said, oh, I'll be back to work next week. I was literally in denial, Not, I had not gone through the stages of change or I was going through the stages of change, but I had not reached acceptance. Mm-hmm. I didn't reach acceptance. I had this, I had the stroke on a Wednesday. I didn't really admit to myself that what had happened until that Sunday. It took me that long to say, oh, wow, I had a stroke and I am probably not going back to work next week or the week after that. I was off work for an entire four, I think it was almost six weeks oh, before wow. I was able to go back to work.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the re- that was real reality. You had a little time to sit in that. <laughs> I remember uh, when my gallbladder went out. I would never forget it. I went to the doctor. Um, like I went to the emergency room and then they scheduled me an ultrasound. And mahogany, mm-hmm. I went to the ultrasound and we're in the middle of billing. I'm the Medicare billing nurse. Um uh-huh. and lady, you could see on her face the distress. Wow. And I said, she said, Mrs. Coleman, are you in any pain? And I said, No, ma'am. And I kept looking at my watch because I got a bill in the process. I got to get to work. I got a job to do, right? Like, like the place is gonna fall down if I'm not there. And she said. Well, hold on a minute, and she goes to call the doctor, and she shuts the door. And I, I I'm looking at the ultrasound. I know what she's seeing. I'm a nurse, and wow. she, they didn't want me to leave. I signed mm. myself out AMA, went to work, processed their billing, went home, cleaned my house, did all these other things before I checked myself in for surgery.
0: But exactly. so why do you? Why do we do that? That was what we we learned that. So very self, very similarly to the way that we teach our kids the ABCs and one two tr- two threes, we teach them what self care does not look like.
1: Early I not was. I'm not lying. Yes, to
0: you. yeah. Hi,
1: because I, I no one was self caring. No. no one, because even mm-hmm. church was work. Yes. That's Even church was work, So no Mm -hmm. one around me was self-caring. No one was taking naps. No one was not cleaning up. No one was getting their nails done. Nobody was exercising. Let's just be real. No one. No one was reading
0: a book, drinking a glass of wine. Nope. No one was self-caring. It was always work. And we teach that to our kids because they pattern what they see. Absolutely. They replicate. They replicate what they see, and it's a pathology of toxic behavior. And we gotta unlearn some of this toxicity that we have projected onto the next generation. Otherwise, it's just gonna keep going and going and going and going and going. Um, I like to also, I like to also say that self care is being able to freely express yourself. Being able Absolutely. to freely express yourself, and that's another preliminary um self-care thing that we can teach our kids by not saying don't do what don't do what i do do what i say do don't do what i do just do what i say do or you don't have the ability or the autonomy to say this to me because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm the big person you know what i mean because and and but but miss miss erica how are we gonna teach kids to get it right if they don't ever have the opportunity to get it wrong
1: oh that's good that's good and you know i did that my oldest daughter she always tells me we did that to her she's a pisces and she has to express herself and we used to Mm -hmm. shut her down and i had to apologize to her the other day i said i hate i did that to you I Mm -hmm. hate. I like you. Stifle them, and then you don't allow them to communicate. And communicating is the only way you can tell someone your needs, your oh yes, wants. If I if I'm not able to get that out, I can't even tell you you're stepping on my toe if you don't allow me to say ouch. Right. So what do we do with that? I'm telling you, I probably have apologized to my kids more as they're adults, Um, (laughs) and I do it freely. I do it freely. If I mess up, because this whole parenting adult kids was different, Um, and right. I, but I do it freely. I tell my kids, I'm sorry, a lot. Right. I, I'm sorry, a lot. My bad, I didn't handle that right. Hold on, let me listen, a lot. Because I came from that type of household where mm-hmm. I'm the mom. And my mom is still like, I'll be like, okay, mama, but I'm gonna go home because I got my own place <laughs> over here. You know, I don't have... <laughs> You know, but that's it. And even with that, I think being a, hey Leah, hey Lulu, we got some people chiming on. Y'all follow Miss Mahogany. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. Um, Because you just, I think even now, because I am, I don't want to say the sandwich generation really, but kind of sort of because it's my, it's Mm -hmm. four generations. And even now those boundaries, they go two ways for me. Mm -hmm. So I got to tell my mama no, but I also got to be able to tell my kids no.
0: Yes. And I have
1: to know when enough is enough for me, you mm-hmm. know? And even it, it, let's be honest, even our girlfriends, when they come, yes. sometimes, sometimes you don't even have the strength to hold yourself up. So I so I can't hold you up.
0: So no, right. today exactly. you
1: can't get to me. You can't, I won't hear about you booing you today because I can't handle it.
0: You or your, your extended family too. Your extended family, Pookie done had another baby and and ray ray is in jail and all of this and we just feel like we have a certain obligation to help in those situations and that's not always the case we don't always have to do that so i am making an i am making it a point to do things differently in my family um and it it, it's been received well it's an adjustment and it's new um but I mean, you gotta do something. If you you can't continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and expect a dis- different result, that's insanity.
1: And in our and, community, it is needed and it is necessary. The adjustments absolutely have to be made.
0: They have mm-hmm. to be
1: made. One thing I've started doing with my friends, and I'm gonna start doing this with my kids because it's working well with my friends. And I just ask them what do you want me to do with this information? You know, in the midst of the conversation, am I here to, you need me to do, am I just here to listen? I love that. And I'm not trying to be rude when I ask it, but because I am so quick to take on your struggles, let me me position myself appropriately. Do you just need an ear? Then I can be that, right? But if Mm -hmm. you need somebody to help you lift this load, that may not be me today right and that's just it and we have to be able to, it. because a lot of times because we're fixers we're super women we want to fix everybody's problems but they may not even want us to fix them but we don't took them on right we don't took on their problem and they sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and that's what we do we have dinner parties at our house and somebody say can i help and we know i got it no i got it no you don't got it you over here dying <laughs> you know I mean but that's what we do <laughs> right we invite people over can I bring something no I got it
0: yeah bring a two a couple two or three things please
1: you know what yeah that and that is one thing I learned to do early on um because I would be the house that we had the dinners at and I would be trying to cook mm-hmm. everything and then finally I said you know what no 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 baby this dinner is pot love. you bring this you bring this you bring this, you bring this <laughs> I'm going to cook the meat. I'm done. That's self-care. See, that's that's Mm -hmm. balance. That's self-care. Yes. You don't have to do everything on your own. That's it. Nobody's getting up, cooking Thanksgiving dinner all by themselves anymore. No.
0: Well, listen. You're going to have to pray for my mama, Miss Erica, because she still tries to do it. Okay? No. No. We're going to have to pray for her. Mm -mm. I
1: don't do it. I don't even try. Like you just have to know because mm-hmm. life is life can be short and we have to have better boundaries so we can really enjoy life.
0: Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. And if we don't properly take care of ourselves, who will? And who are we going to take care of if we not, if we're not properly taking care of ourselves? there's so many people in the, in, in my circle that made fun of me for going to therapy because I started going to therapy before the pandemic, thank God, but you, they would yeah, make fun you, of me. Why are you, why are you, why are you going to therapy? Why are you going to therapy? I said, girl, why are you going to get your hair done or why are you going to get your nails done? Because why don't you to get your oil changed? Everything it, like that, that <laughs> we <laughs> have, everything that we have, it needs to be maintenance and, And Ms. Erica, this is the the mind, like your mind and your brain, it tells everything else what to do. So perhaps if we, perhaps if we as African-Americans went to go and do something with the things that were up here, maybe we could say, maybe we would not be leading in heart disease and, and strokes and diabetes and, you know, we're on dialysis and all of this other type of thing. If we would go and get this under control, because this you str- out depression, anxiety, PTSD, anger. Honey. Yes.
1: you know, and you're mm-hmm. right. That's why I said we need the couch and the altar. I, you know, I, I wasn't raised in the church, so I'm a CME and I would hear, just pray about it. Just pray about it. But sometimes there's more to the process. You got to get to understand yes. why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why so beginning. We're having this conversation because me and my therapist are really diving into that super woman syndrome. Because yes. you don't have to put that cape up. Take it, mm-hmm. give it to the good give it away. Give <laughs> it away. You know, if you don't give it away, you go going to pull it back out. Give it away. Yes. Because it's not, like I hate to say it, but it's the best way I can feel it. It's not that serious. No. The world it's is really not going to come to an end. If you mm-hmm. don't show up, it's gonna be okay. Like I said yeah. on my live, and my I said in my pastor was right on my live. Honey, it's okay to take a break from church too. Oh, it's okay. Yes, Sunday school is still gonna go on. The offering plate is still gonna be passed if you don't show up.
0: Yes, okay. mm-hmm. I
1: was that. Church is work, but that's all we know. Just keep going and going and going and going. Until what? Until, when, when do you stop? Mm-hmm. You know, when do you stop? So I, I think this conversation is so important. And you know, we can probably mm-hmm. talk about this forever because there's so many case scenarios. So I just want to thank you for lending our audience because your audience is here too, your time, your story. Because at 34, that's a huge story. That's a mm-hmm. big deal. We're used to people, 49, 50, 50s, 60s, having strokes, but not 34-year-olds. And it could have been right. me. It could have been mm-hmm. me. Except I got a different diagnosis. And my diagnosis was all stress-related.
0: Yes. It was
1: all stress-related. And I remember mm-hmm. my doctor looking at me. She said, honey, it's you or your life. But well, something got something going to go. You got to make a decision. Wow. She said, it's you and your life. I was at the top of my game, making the most money I had ever made in corporate America. I was one of three African-American women in Oklahoma doing my job. That was a big, but it wasn't going to mean nothing if I was in a casket or a wheelchair. It wasn't Mm going to mean a thing. And that's what we have to realize. What is of importance here and what is of value here? Because you're not going to do nobody no good if you got a stroke, you're flaccid and you're in a wheelchair.
0: Right. So one thing that you have to do, you have to know your value and add tax. Know your value and add tax. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much for the invitation. I certainly appreciate it. I'm so I'm just honored to be here and I hope that, you know, this reaches somebody and that they're able to make the necessary adjustments in their self-care. Um, regimen or that they create one or that they reach out to you or I if they need some help creating one.
1: Absolutely absolutely
0: so tell the people one more time how can they find you
1: because they have to connect. They need to check out your podcast.
0: Yes you can find us at tea time with Tay and Mo on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook at Mahogany Scott and I'm on Instagram at simply mo underscore 36. All right. Well thank you thank you thank you thank you Facebook live for joining us and we are
1: out. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Go whatever time you just so happen to be plugging in. My name is Erica Nicole, and I want to officially welcome you to the Conversations with Erica podcast. This podcast was built out of love and perseverance. It's going to share with you tools and tricks and words of encouragement um, in faith. These words were made to impact you. To move forward in your life, whether you are corporate America, entrepreneurship, or just trying to figure it out. I hope there is something in this podcast that can help you move your life forward. Kick back and relax. You're already family, so go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Share this out with your friends, and let's go about the business of God as we move forth. You know, God says, Let your light so shine before men. So they will see your goodness and give glory to him. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. So once again, officially welcome to Conversations with Erica. Well, all right, guys, welcome to episode 19. I'm so excited about this episode as we're continuing our conversation in the Mental Health Awareness Month. We are sitting down. With Miss Mahogany Scott. Miss Mahogany Scott is the co-host of the Tea Time with Tay and Mo, which is a cute, amazing, just right on time podcast um, that's hosted on Facebook with her and her sister. She's also a recent um, grad student at Langston University in Langston, Oklahoma, on top of so many other things. But we sit down and we talk about the importance of self-care And how her health was used to get her attention to show the lack of boundaries in her life. And what the lesson was, as she learned, is that you do not have to keep going and going and going. And that is such a very important conversation to have. So sit back, grab you some tea, grab you some wine, grab you some coffee, whatever you need. But get the nuggets out of episode 19, my conversation with Miss Mahogany Scott. I know that conversation has left you with your draw on the floor because it did it for me. And I was a part of the conversation. I surely enjoyed my time with Miss Mahogany Scott. I thank her so much for being a guest on Conversations with Erica. Ladies and gentlemen, go connect. Go check out Tea Time. With Tay and Mo over on podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I look forward to um, doing more things with Mahogany and her sister in the future. And once again, thank you for sitting down with your girl Erica Nicole with Conversations with Erica. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you for the plays, the replays, the downloads, the reviews. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you in advance. If you haven't left the review, go do a review. If you haven't subscribed, you might as well go ahead and subscribe because you are part of the family now and your girl needs you. You know, reviews and downloads are the name of the game with the podcast. Um, So definitely go do that. Thank you for kicking it with episode 19. Episode 20 is already loaded and ready to go. And, oh, it is scrumptious. You want to know the ladies that I'm bringing to the table. You want to hear their passion, especially right now in Mental Health Awareness Month. Guys, do me a favor. Take care of yourself. Unplug. You know, just unplug. I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was talking about the importance of her wind down Wednesday. And I know the first thing you hear when you hear that theme is wine, but no, she winds it down. Whether it's a bubble bath, whether it's time away from her kids where she unplugs, whether it's going out with her girls to get a good laugh, a massage, whatever she needs to refocus herself. Self-care is so very important. I, at 49, y'all know I'm an empty nester, newly divorced. I am learning the importance of self-care. I have not always took care of myself, mind, body, or spirit, but now I am. Let me tell you, your girl got the couch with a therapist and the altar with me, some Jesus. I need them both. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, your care, and we said it in the recording, my conversation with Mahogany, it's just like your car. It needs a tune-up. Your body, your mind needs the same tune-up as you go get a tune-up done on your car and an oil change. So take the time to care for yourself, all right? So it's your girl, Erica Nicole, and I'm out. Thank you for kicking it with me for episode 19. I will see you next week for episode 20. I love you guys. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. But what you can do for me is take better care for yourself. Remember, God said that we are supposed to let our light so shine before men so they will see our goodness and give glory to him. Go out and shine your light bright. Peace.